hello, hello. Welcome back to the Bankshot DJs podcast with your host, my buddy, Jacob, Denny Denenholtz, and I am Matt, Matthew Schreiner, aka The Shrine. Welcome back to another podcast. We are officially one month into the NBA season, talking a lot of basketball. This is our fourth episode. So, Denny, what's good? How are we doing? We're doing good, man. 11.05, Friday, November 17th. Uh, like you were saying, we're one month into NBA, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, these episodes all the time. You know, I'm always writing down notes whenever I'm watching games and ready to uh, talk ball. So I'm ready for another another uh, good episode tonight. Yes, sir. I'm excited. We got a lot on plate. Before we get to that, I want to touch a little light on a little topic that's close to me and Denny and all our other fellow Cougs out there. For those who do not know. Washington State University uh, and Oregon State University went to a, a court appeals in Colfax. Colfax is a little little town in the state of Washington. It's uh, part of Whitman County, so they had a little uh, little little scuffle with the departing Pac-10 schools and with the Pac-12 lawyers as well. And uh, they went to trial to uh, see. Um, whose interpretations of the Pac-12 bylaws were correct. And in good news for me and Denny and all of us other fellow Cougs out there, the judge ruled in favor of Oregon State and Washington State. The Oregon State lawyer killed it. And uh, so the Cougs and Oregon State, as of Monday, will have complete control of the Pac-12 as the only two governing board members of Pac-12. But yet again, as expected, we had university file a appeal to the Supreme Court of Washington to try to appeal upheld their uh, current restraining order kind of deal. So I just want to shine some light on that real quick. Go Cougs all the way and getting into the podcast, getting some NBA that I know you guys are here to listen to. Uh, Denny, what what are we doing? So, you know, we're going to always start off uh, every episode giving our, our updates on our teams. And for those that uh, don't know or are new to the uh, the pod, uh, my team is the Phoenix Suns and Matt teams is uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we always kind of check in with those teams, see how they're doing, kind of give our thoughts. We're going to do that, kind of talk a little bit news around the association. We're going to look at the uh, stat leaders so far a uh, month in, kind of give our thoughts on that kind of rank all the uh, big offseason moves see uh, how teams are adjusting and who's who's winning those trades and who may not necessarily be winning those trades and uh you know obviously there's a lot of injuries going on right now in the league we're going to talk about that a little bit unfortunately and we're going to look over at the standings and kind of see what teams stand out to us um you know who's who's looking strong right now and then we're going to obviously finish it off with a little in-season check-in in the tournament and uh, our rookie roundup. So we got a stacked uh, episode tonight, and I'm excited to get going. Denny, let's waste no time. For those who've been back to the show, uh, we are going to be having this tradition on the show. With Bang Shot DJs for a while, you might have noticed those colors up there on the logo. But we are going to be taking a shot at the beginning of every single show we record till our Seattle Supersonics get a shot coming back to this great association we call the NBA and get their shot back. Undefeated since 08. Today's shot we got today is uh, something called a duck fart. This is my, my, my grandma's favorite. It's a little Kahlua, Bailey's, and uh, some whiskey. So, Denny, to the songs, baby. Bring it back. Bring, Bring it back. Duck fart. Ah, 
not bad. Actually, that's really good. Yeah, it's not bad. Wow. All right, well, getting right into the NBA. Uh, I will start off and talk about the uh, my sons. You Let's know, hear it. they they won tonight, so they're six and six. Won a close game against the uh, the Jazz. Um, Book played. I think that was his fourth game of the season. He looked really impressive. Matt, I think you were right. You know, in our first episode, we were kind of having that talk about who was going to be the facilitator for the uh, the Suns, uh, really carrying that team. Obviously, you know, it's been a small sample size, and the big three of him, KD, thank you very much. Here's a beer for you, sir. Thank you very much. Of him, KD, and uh, B or Book have not all played together yet, and so we haven't been able to fully see it. Um, but when Beal and KD have played, I don't feel like Beal has necessarily had that facilitator role. He's more of just a scorer looking for his shot. Um, Book has been doing really well facilitating. He had 14 assists tonight, uh, or I think 15 assists tonight. Um, so you were right on the money with that. Uh, but besides tonight, you know, going back to Bradley Beal, he's now out for three more weeks with a low back strain. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, but, you know, they haven't even been able to play all together yet, that big three. And so... You know, the chemistry isn't there, is obviously not going to be there yet. And so it's going to affect the team a little bit. Um, they, they need him back. And um, even when Beal came back, you know, his first game, he didn't look too good. Uh, he, he played a little bit better in the Laker game. Um, but the Suns overall have been uh, having a tough stretch. You know, they've won by one in OT to the Bulls, uh, who are not a good team right now. You know, there's a lot of rumors around them and Levine being gone and, and changes needed. So it's not really a good look there. They lost to the Lakers, but that was a good game, seeing Katie and Braun going at it. Um, and as I mentioned, Beal looked a lot better. Um, we can talk about the Thunder game if you want, Matt. I, don't, I really don't got much to say. Beal was awful, I think, 6-17 from the field, over 5 from 3. I, you know, I, I'll let you kind of talk about the Thunder and, and the stats of that game. Um, but overall, for the Suns, you know, they're hanging in there. KD's doing his thing. Book, when he's healthy, he's doing his thing. They just need Buell, and, and they just need some more time to uh, keep improving. Do you have any thoughts on the Suns? Anything you want to tap in on, or do you want to just go right into your thunder? No, uh, I, I have a lot to talk about the Suns, but I'm going to kind of talk about them and further things are going to go on. Good. Okay, yep, yep. One thing I'm going to talk about them now is, just like you said, that Thunder-Suns game. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let you down because we watched it. And uh, the the Thunder got their very first win in the West that game. So before that Sunday wow. night, uh, the Thunder were 0-4 against Western teams and 6-0 against the uh, current Eastern teams that they played. Let me cut that part out real quick. I need a burp. Excuse me. <laughs> I need a burp. We'll cut it out. So, yeah. The, anyways, the... <laughs> We can just cut this all out. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to talk about the Thunder Suns game a little bit more because that was our first win in the Western team, which is huge. <laughs> I mean, a win's a win at the end of the day. But yeah, we need to get these wins against the Western team. And ever since that, we have not lost since that game, actually. Fun fact, we played the Spurs. We played uh, the Golden State Warriors as well this week so far. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Um, Thunder off to a super hot start. 8-4. and four. It's their best record through 12 since uh, 2013. Yeah. It's yeah, been a looked, whole they've looked good. decade. They've looked good. The team just clicking on all ends. And uh, it's just things are going well. I, I, I trust almost every single person out on that floor. 
everybody's doing good. Like, everybody's doing their own way of basketball. The team's just fitting well. I thought Shea's, I mean, Shea's obviously not doing as well as he was doing last year. But, like, his production still hasn't, like, cut, like, at all. He's still doing amazing things. He had 35 points along with J-Dubs, Williams. I was going to say, he, he had 31, I think. He was hooping that game. J-Dubs had 31. Uh, Shea had 35, I believe. Yeah, I think it was 35, yep. Chet had, like, two blocks. Chet did his thing. Chet had two blocks against KD himself. Yeah, we don't, and, talk, we don't uh, talk about that. <laughs> no, it was really good. And click on the signs, is, which we're going to talk about it in the upcoming trades. Is uh, I'm gonna talk about Nurkic a little bit coming up. Oh yeah, I think we both have stuff to say about Nurkic. I'm saving that. Yeah, also I'll be talking about Nurkic. The offseason moves. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll we'll get plenty of talk on Nurkic. It's okay. Excited about the Thunder. They're great things to come. And uh, still early. We're eight and four. But I'll, I'm taking this, and we'll I'll talk about where they're at in the league, uh, in the conference standings later. But uh, for all those doubters out there, and. Uh, um, I'm also going to talk about a very that's very special matchup, <laughs> which was uh, Chet versus Wemby this last Tuesday on uh, TNT primetime, baby. But uh, we'll, I'll get that to later. Yep. Well, that wraps up kind of us giving our little recap of our team so far. Um, going into the league news, you know, there really hasn't been too much going around. Uh, a smaller kind of news is Daniel Tice signed with the Clippers. Um, you know, welcome back. He's yeah, he's been kind of a role player, kind of just bouncing around teams. So. We'll see what that really does for him. Uh, the main, the main kind of news is the uh, the action going on with the Golden State Warriors and specifically Draymond. Matt, what can you tell us about uh, Draymond's actions recently? Uh, he's losing it. Like <laughs> we know, this man was dumb. We uh, this <laughs> okay to start the season. Draymond was injured. He's talking shit on the side of the course during the first game. Yeah, and they're like, oh fucking yeah, just just, just Draymond. Draymond's had some stupid stunts over the years, you know, between uh, kicking my man, the big Kiwi, Steven Adams, in the groin, RIP to his children he's never going to have. Yep. And uh, to that, to stepping on DeMontis bonus, that, I think that was about a year ago, two years ago. And yeah, Draymond, there's, <laughs> there's no lie, he's bad. But uh, for those who do not see, so he, a couple nights earlier this week, he played the Cleveland Cavs. And he got ejected after well, he already got one tech from uh, Donovan Mitchell. And then Donovan Mitchell came up and pretty much body checked him like crazy. And obviously, Draymond's not going to take take that shit at all. And so uh, he comes through and uh, just absolutely just starts ripping one apart at him. And he gets another tech and he gets ejected. So there's that's what started off this week. Take us back to a couple nights ago. It's Minnesota Timberwolves and Golden State Warriors. And uh, <laughs> shout out to my boy Clay for getting scrappy out there. Uh, I forgot who it was, but who was just being, it was just on him. It was Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels yeah. is on him. Literally towards Clay's jersey. You could see Clay's jersey torn out. But I'm not sure that's exactly Jaden McDaniels or just the Giants couple that happened. But, you know, Draymond sees his boy getting trampled on and he comes up and jumps on Rudy Gobert who's trying to pull off Jaden McDaniels. He did a running jump right there. He did yeah. a running jump. <laughs> and it's so funny because I both I hate Rudy Gobert and I hate Draymond Green. And it's just <laughs> so funny. Rudy Gobert's not a likable person either in this league. He's like the one that, you know, he's the big reason. Like, I'm not saying he, he's responsible for all COVID, 
But you know, he's the one that started Just, wait, the whole sport. Yeah, why the fuck are you doing that? Oh, that well, we don't even need to get into that. Yeah, that, like, was, that was during the the last game of the season. It was during the, the Thunder, the game. Thunder game. Yeah, that's right. Thunder Jazz. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, like those, I was watching it delayed, yeah, and they're like, right. "Oh, everybody has COVID." They just, everything shut down. So that was it. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, Wild fast shit. forward. Yeah. Rudy Gobert's still a bitch. <laughs> it doesn't matter That's if facts. he's on the Timberwolves jersey yep. or the Utah Jazz jersey, but uh, still a bitch. And uh, so we came back. <laughs> it's just yeah, Draymond completely choked out Rudy Gobert. <laughs> it's just the funniest image ever. Because you just see, you see Clay walking out with his jersey just ripped in, almost ripped in half, and Clay just got ejected, and now Clay is on a, or Draymond is on a five game suspension because of this. He deserved it. <laughs> it's so funny. I've seen, I've it's seen so such many. A, yeah, I've so seen, wild. Yeah, I've seen so many things that have said that whenever Curry's out, Draymond just does anything in his power not to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, just, yeah. he just doesn't want to play. Honestly, it felt like and most it, of the time it, Draymond's not playing when Curry's out. Yeah, too. I mean, it kind of feels like it. Or he's doing stupid shit like that where he's thinking of any possible way that he can get his ass out of the game. Yeah, so. He can't do anything without Curry, you know? That's the only reason why he can do anything. Because yeah. he'll pass the ball to Curry and then Curry scores. So, you know, then he feels like he did something. Yeah, it's all Curry though. And uh, so other than that, other than Draymond just being Draymond, a little bit extra, too much Draymond. Uh, not, nothing else really happened around the league other than some injuries, which we're going to have in a completely different segment because there's a lot to talk about there. Yep. And uh, I don't think there's any other news really coming up. Nah, let's let's go ahead and go look into our uh, our stats, kind of the current leaders so far uh, through a month. Um, looking at a lot of these names, there's some big time stats going on. Uh, we got three guys. Uh, basically, we got five guys who are all averaging 30 right now in the league. Yep. Um, looking at that list, Matt, are you surprised anyone stands out? I mean, kind of seems like it's the usual five. Yeah, it's the usual five. Um, the order's a little bit different. One, put a start next to Steph Curry because he's out missing some time. Surprised that Tatum's not up there. I mean, I don't know what t- Tatum's probably averaging. You know, yeah, actually, I don't even know what Jason Tatum's. Averaging. I don't know what he's averaging, but it's got to be up there. I'm gonna check that out right now. Um, not too far down the list, SGA's down there somewhere. But yeah, still like yeah. So number five on this list, we have Nicole Jokic at twenty nine point seven, KD at thirty point one at four, Luka Doncic thirty point seven, tied with Stephen Curry at thirty point seven as well. And leading the league right now, points per game is JoJo, trust the process, and Bead. Yeah, no, it's interesting. There's nothing, yeah. No, I'm just going to keep it simple. There's nothing. And looking at this list, too, uh, we have Jokic at 29.7. We have Donovan Mitchell right behind him at 29.9. We got SGA at 28.8. Yeah. Giannis, Tatum, Maxi are the top 10. Wow, Maxi's up there. He's almost averaging 27 a game. Iris, we're gonna get more. Yeah, we're going to get more into Maxi later, but just looking at some stats right now, he's almost averaging 30, and he's shooting 95% from the free throw line. Uh, this is going to be a great year for him. Anthony Edwards is right below him. So these are all just great stats. Uh, a stat that I want to just mention, I was telling you off air before we started, was looking at the assist leaders. We got Tyrese Halliburton leading with 12 and a half assists per game. Uh, he's been playing huge lights, lights out, out right now. He's he's playing like an all-star. Um, I didn't necessarily expect this much production out of him. It's it's crazy right now. Dude, these paces are doing so good. Tyrese Halliburton is young, yeah. really young. He's just leading this Pacers team, man. They're killing it. Uh, 
yeah, I'm really surprised at Tyrese Halliburton. He's doing it all over on both ends of the ball. He's really good defensive piece, and he's lead, he's just being a facilitator out there for his team, making sure everybody gets involved. And so, real quick, so total assists per game, we got Tyrese Halliburton at 12 and a half, Trey Young uh, uh, at 11.1, Jokic with 9.2, Lamelo Ball with 8.3. Actually, shocker right there. I think that's the biggest shock I'm on the assist per game here. And then Luca at 8.1. And then going into rebounds, uh, not too shocked. No, I think this is pretty standard with Jokic, Sabonis, Gobert, AD, DA. Yeah, I know Sabonis um, is leading for the first couple weeks. Here. Seems like DA has been a little bit of a quiet player, but not surprised that he's up there for rebounds. Yeah, he um, had a really slow start of the season yeah, scoring-wise, but yeah. he's, he's been he's still the big man for it down there. Yeah, and looking at other uh, categories, we looking at the uh, the blocks over here. We got two guys uh, tied for fourth right now in blocks per game. We got uh, Chet Ooh. and Wemby part of our rookie roundup so matt and i will be talking more about those two players uh, a little bit later but you can't it is, tell who i'm gonna talk about <laughs> it is crazy to see that both those guys are up there uh for blocks per game already um just shows how dominant they, they are in the paint and above those two we got rudy gobert mr get choked out get out uh 2.3 and then brooke lopez at 2.9 and anthony davis at 3.5 it seems like brooke lopez you know even as he gets older maybe produces left brooke gets lopez. the ball gets the ball less he still is a defensive anchor down low he doesn't age what are you no. talking about he's still <laughs> he can still drain it from three even. he like, does he's still good no brooke lopez is good everybody on that everybody on that milwaukee team can rebound even even dames taking those mid-range he's he took some lessons from from Russ out there, yeah. Taking those mid-range rebounds, like he's yeah. still out there. Really good rebounding team. A little bit more. Really yeah. good rebounding team. Yeah. There in Milwaukee. Steals per game. Uh, my boy SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander uh, leading the league with two point six steals per game. That's what he's almost averaging three steals per game. A man's killing it. And then uh, former Thunder Paul George at two point four. Jalen Suggs goes at two point two. Herbert Jones and for the Pelicans at two point one. And Donovan Mitchell too. Yeah, I was I was mentioning this earlier. It's impressive that Herb is at a two point one. I feel like he hasn't yeah, played crazy. that much in the season, and he's. I feel like you have to do a certain amount or play a certain amount of games to be able to be kind of on this list. So I'm surprised he's up there. I uh, didn't realize Jalen Suggs was a defensive player like that. Again, two point two up there. Um, so game that's impressive winner, too. Game winner against UCLA in the in the NCAA. Crazy. That was a crazy game. Yeah, you know, he's he's a good defensive uh, point guard. Yeah. Uh, and you know, looking up here, I'm seeing in a lot of different categories a common person, and that's that's uh, Luca. I mean, Jokic is obviously up there in a lot, but Luca's up there for points. He's he's got a good amount of rebounds for you know himself. He's got a, you know he's averaging assists and for three pointers made. Obviously, Curry's at 62, but Luca's second with 50. Yeah, and Tim Hardaway crazy. Jr. is third actually Luka's with 45. Yeah, and Tim Hardaway Jr. has been a great role player. Uh, for the Mavs, and I think that's part of the reason why they've been so successful this year. We'll get to more of that in a minute. But looking at three point percentage, Matt, your boy, uh, your boy's at one right now. Kaysom Wallace. And I'll be all, like, I think I said this in the last podcast. I was not excited when we drafted Kaysom Wallace just for the fact that OKC has way too many guards. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm I think really excited. I think his man. role, he's been fitting his role well, I feel like. He has. And he's actually gotten some very valuable minutes. It's not like he's just like being a second unit necessarily he's out there with shay now he's out there with josh kiddy and everybody and right he's making some big moves out there really excited for him actually so yeah he's absolutely efficient out there 
Another person that's not on this league that's really efficient, um, my boy Isaiah Joe. He just went seven for seven last night against the Warriors in three-point. We tie week, got our season high of 19 three-pointers made. So everybody on that entire, um, uh, everybody in that Thunder team can shoot threes, except probably Kendrick Williams and uh, Jay Lynn Williams. Jay Will. Yeah. They're like they're probably the two worst in my opinion. But, I mean, that's still <laughs> Isaiah Joe's a shooter. Bad. I like Isaiah Joe. He's Isaiah a hooper. Joe is automatic from yeah, the arc, he's man. nice he's great yeah i like how the thunder always kind of have guards like that another guard back in the day who i really enjoyed from the thunder anthony morrow and oh my god dude and i forgot was, about anthony morrow and he was he was knocked down he was i loved anthony morrow he was a dude. big knockdown three-point guy yeah i loved anthony morrow he was so much fun to watch he was you know he, he was fun. talk his shit you got his you know his he little, would, where'd he go to school oh uh, man uh, well to check that really quick but he hit some big shots for him a lot. I loved, I loved him. Also, a 2K guy. Uh, my some of my friends know, you know, in the online leagues. Whenever you need a shooter, Anthony Morrow was there. Yeah, dude, Anthony Morrow is awesome. Let's see, do we have a school? Georgia Tech. No. Yeah, Georgia Tech. There's a Georgia Tech. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he was kind of drafted by the say... drafted by the Warriors. Is what it looks like. Hmm. Yeah, I want to say he was a flop. But he was definitely supposed to be better than he was. Yeah, I think you know he was only really known for being a, a good a good shooter, um, and, and probably nothing much outside of that. Yeah, I, I definitely liked Anthony Morrow. Yeah, he's uh, blast from the past, man. Me and uh, me and Sai Lu were talking about uh, probably the worst three point shooter I've ever seen in OKC history. You know who we're talking about? Let's hear it. Andre Roberson. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So obviously at least talking about how he has a jersey. Of he does. That's his boy. Roberson's his boy. But the best defensive point guard we've seen since the glove. Think about that. Yeah. Think about what I just said. The gloves it's, it's is a, a hall sta- of famer. It's a big statement. Yeah, he is a hall of famer. The gloves is a hall of famer. He is. Andre Roberson was literally that good at defense when he came in clutch. But the bad side. <laughs> Nightmares from having Andre Roberson because literally he'd be you want him out there in the final minutes to like just be absolutely clamps down, but then they would he would get the ball and then they would foul him and he couldn't make a single freaking free throw. He was it would be it'd be so, so tough to watch, dude. The you worst mean, shooter I've ever seen mean, in my life. Yeah. but yet that man made millions just because he could be that lockdown, the lockdown. This is proof that you do not need. If you are really good at defense, you do not need to be a shooter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, Anthony Moreau, man, blast from the past. Looking at uh, any of these other stats, anything else that kind of stands out to you, Matt? You know, we're both a little bit degenerates, and so we, me and Danny, are actually both in three different uh, fantasy basketball leagues. We're in two of them together. Two of them were in together. Yep. So we have a fun stack of fantasy points per game. Who are your top five performers and fantasy points this year so far? Just standard fantasy points, you know, nothing too crazy. We got Nikola Jokic at one, 62.1. Are you shocked? No. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. This man's in yeah. top five in, what, three or four of these categories? Yeah, I mean, these these guys just all fill the stat sheet, you know. Uh, Joe, Joe Embiid, yeah. you know, points per game leader, yeah. SGA, SGA, Luca, SGA is uh, SGA is this high because of the steals per game. Not, well, yeah, right. he said he's averaging over twenty eight mm-hmm. per game, but like he's almost averaging, he's close to averaging three steals a game, which is huge. 
he had like a, he had like six steals in the night or something like that. Yeah, no, it's and the, those are huge fancy points. Uh, yeah, and then the person that you know, so it goes SGA, then Luca, and then the person that finishes off the top five is Halliburton. I think another reason why Halliburton gets so many points not only is his assist, but he doesn't get many turnovers. I don't think. No, and he's he's been efficient from three, and he's had a couple games I think where he's knocked down four or five plus threes. I mean, he gets a lot of turnovers. Kevin Durant. You know, looks, you know who looks a lot like Kevin Durant? <laughs> well, he gets a lot of turnovers. <laughs> Let's hear it. Victor Wembanyama. That's a talk for. Uh, Boy, that's a talk for later. That's a talk for later. Talk for later. But that I think that wraps up our yeah. uh, stats, kind of our league leaders. So that was kind of a fun little um, review of that. That's the stat corner we like to call it for now. And uh, I like that stat corner. I like that. And uh, you talking about that guy, Tyrese Halliburton. We're going to have a segment coming up. It's called, How About Tyrese Alvin in the East? Yeah. And yeah, some what big, Tyrese we'll talking big about. Tyrese is what yeah, we'll be talking is, about. Yeah. yeah, we'll be talking about that soon. All right, Denny. Moment you've been waiting for. Uh, as we know, there's a lot of off-season acquisitions. And some acquisitions that actually happened at the beginning of the season that are huge that have impacts all around the league conference wise team wise so we're gonna hear rank them from uh, what we like what we don't like right so denny kick it off yeah so we're gonna start off with the uh this th- the three team trade between the celtics the grizzlies and the wizards uh to kind of summarize that for everyone the celtics were able to get chris ops for porzingis from the wizards the grizzlies were able to get marcus smart from the celtics and the Wizards got Tyus Jones and Danilo Gallinari, and so in terms of that trade, I think obviously uh, the obvious team, the obvious winner of this trade was the Celtics for getting Kristaps Porzingis. I think this was a great move for them. Like I mentioned before, this really gives them the ability to kind of have that in and out game, um, and it really opens also the, opens the floor because he can also spread the floor and hit shots from behind the three. Uh, I think his he's best fit to be like a maybe a second or a third option on a team. Um, you know, back in, in Washington, he was averaging 30 a game, but they, they weren't doing anything. Um, I don't know. I feel like just him being able to play with maybe a good guard or a good couple guards like he has right now, guys who can kind of uh, facilitate, create their own shots, being able to kick out to him, give him the ball when they're down low if they double-team the guards outside. I just think it's a really great fit for him in Boston. Um, and I feel like he can be more efficient too. doesn't have to take as many shots to get 30. Yeah, he's getting yeah. more efficient. Yeah. yeah, he's getting resurgent. So I'm really proud to see this. Yeah, that man, I forget exactly what year it was, but it wasn't too long ago when that man won the skills competition in right. the in the uh, All Star weekend. All Star weekend. Yeah, like he was. He's so good. He's a good player. And I'm excited to see him doing good. And I'm not sure necessarily loving you know Boston. They don't. Yeah, they don't need any more rings. No, but uh, he's shooting 41 percent from three right now. So he's he's very efficient. Um, yeah. So I, you know, obviously the Celtics have won that. Looking at the other teams, the Grizzlies. I mean, the Grizzlies have been kind of a mess. Obviously, Jaws out. Yeah. Marcus. I mean, I, I don't he'll know. Be back they, soon though. They, he'll be back soon. They, you know, they've I think been two and eight, two and nine, um, and now they have Smart out for three to five weeks with an ankle injury. Um, so they've just been. It's just been a little bit hard for that team. Uh, but Smart in general has had kind of a slow start to the season. Hasn't been necessarily as much of a facilitator yeah. as they've wanted him to. Uh, it's really just been kind of the Bane uh, Triple J show. But yeah. Triple J's had a couple games where he's been 
He hasn't really produced. I think Desmond Bane's been weird too. And Desmond made yeah, I guess you could say the same about Bane. So it's been it's been a tough tough start for that team. What they start one and eight, one and seven? I think so. Yeah, I don't even know who their second uh, one was against. I know who their second one is against. It was against the Clippers, wasn't it? Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to more about. Yeah. We're talking That's about right. that. Yeah, no, we'll be talking about the Clippers uh, in a few minutes. Um, Jeez, yeah, God. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Any other any other thoughts on Kristaps or uh, Marcus Smart? Uh, yeah. I, this trade, I don't think. I think the only part that benefits this trade is the Celtics. Yep. Um, for the fact, I mean, I like Danilo Gallinari actually. Um, he's just not a Florida Thunder. Danilo. There's a lot of those. Yeah, he's a good. No, but Danilo's a good shooter. Like he's he was a really good shooter for us, and he still yeah. is a good shooter. That's why he's still in this league. So it's not like he's. Like, that's why he's valued in this trade. He can right. shoot, just like those Isaiah Joes, Bertans, just those people who come off the bench. Like, okay, I know these people can make a basket when we need it. Right. You know. So that's a good trade. But yeah, I think um, I think it's just worked out lucky for the Celtics that Porzingis is coming in his old self again. I think I think I do believe a part of that success has to come from the Celtics system itself because they just have a lot of support over there. Yeah. Really, I think they'll be great. And so we have Jalen Brown and you have, uh, you know, Jason Tatum. And it's just it's a good team. I'm excited to see a strong team yeah it's so, a good season for yeah him. that's all i got for that yeah well that's so yeah that kind of wraps, wraps up that trade going to the next trade uh we had this obviously we had the suns wizards trade where the suns acquired bradley beal and the wizards acquired uh chris paul landry shemet and then their seventh overall pick Bilal koulibaly looking at this trade matt koulibaly looking at this trade what, what are your thoughts um Nothing too crazy. Wizards suck. Jason really nailed it on our last podcast. He did, yeah. He, he just nailed it. They're just such a weird team. They kind of just suck. So didn't even keep Chris Paul either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just been such a small sample size with Beal too. He's only played three games. Yeah. So you really haven't been able to see much. It's been inconsistent. Beal's been inconsistent. He'll be good, but that night when he came back, when there was no D book. Yeah, when it was the Lakers. He did good. The Laker game. Yeah, the Laker game. Yeah, yeah, he had a like, good game. He, he, he had, really had 24, I think, that game. Yeah, he had a nice game. That was a big game. Yeah. That's when Matt and I were watching that uh, in the back of, what was that bar called? The Little Red Hen. The Little Red Hen. Yeah, uh, shout out to the Little Red Hen. I was, I shout out to the Little Red Hen. A little, little old uh, country bar. A little honky-tonk out there. And Green <laughs> likes Seattle. And then there was me, the, just me and Matt irony. in the corner, just watching the uh, Lakers Suns. <laughs> people, people, people swing dancing out there. We're just, <laughs> yeah, we're just freaking out about the Lakers Suns. Hey. Yeah. And yeah. the dude just kept asking for uh, money to play songs. But anyway, they're a good band. Yeah. They anyways, were. anyways. But uh, yeah, so yeah, crazy not here. not too much to really say for that Wizards uh, trade. I was, um, I okay. I'll tell you this. I did really expect more out of Chris Paul. Like I honestly thought he wasn't. As washed, I don't want to say washed, but right, he's still being effective on the floor. I just, I want, I wish I saw more rather than him just trying to be a passer anymore. Like uh, he can still score, and I don't think he realizes that half the time he's just trying to be the best passer out there. Which he's good. He's like, or you really high on the all-time assist list, list. So, but uh, yeah, I expect a little bit more from Chris Paul. Uh, Jordan Poole's not great. And I don't think. 
he ever will be or ever was. But, you know, Corey Kispert's team out there. Yeah. No, it's... It, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of just kind of see how that goes. Uh, moving on from that trade, going on to the next topic. Uh, I know you and I are looking forward to talking about this one. Let's talk about the uh, just the swap of bigs with uh, Nurkic going to the Suns and DA going to the Blazers. Who do you want to start with? you want to start with Nurk or DA? Start with Nurk. Okay, I'll let you start off talking about Nurk. What do you got? What are your thoughts on Nurk so Dude far? looks like a bump like he, he really does dude. he's not he really looking does. good at all no it's he been it's been disappointing not what i remember him being in portland at all no i like i just i don't understand i think i know a lot of it's with aiden trying to get paid all this stuff the end of and it and wanting to get out of phoenix and, and wanting to get out of yeah, phoenix yeah but uh this did not make your team better at all i know you think you did you know prime Eric, he's good but like it's still, I don't think, better than even the last two years of Aiden. Even now, Aiden, you know, he's still he's still top five in rebounds right now. And right, like you said, and yeah, no, Nurks Nurks had a rough start to the season. I mean, he's he's shooting thirty nine percent from the field as a center. Y- you cannot be shooting thirty nine percent from the field. I saw, That's I saw, atrocious. I saw a stat last night. Well, yeah, you know who's leading him from that? From you know who has more points to paint than Nurk? Uh, let's hear it. SGA. <laughs> SGA. Total, total points. SGA. He's got so more total points than him. Out of the top ten, so the, the top ten uh, 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 in the paint scores, top ten in scores in the paint, right? Yeah. Uh, Shea's the only one that's not a center or a big man in that list in the top ten. Like he's just so good at attacking the rim. His package but, uh, is nice. I'll I'll glow about SGA. His, his, his combos, yeah, his dribble moves are nice. But uh, yeah, so Nurk is really struggling there. He's really struggling defensively. I feel like more than anything, and I think defense is the Achilles to this Suns team. They're literally yes. doing so yep. bad defensively. Yep. Their backup totally units are doing good. KD's not being. Katie's like always been iffy on his defense. So yep. I'm sorry. Yep. He's either he wants it or he doesn't. There's no in between with him there. And then obviously you don't know Beal and Booker because there's no consistency there. Nurk, bad defender. It's it's one of their main issues is like you could score as much as you want, but if you're letting the other team come down and get buckets every possession, you're going to be in a close game, which I feel like every game they've been in has been close or they've been blown out. They've never blown out a team, I don't think. Suns have Eric Gordon, right? They do have Eric Gordon. He's a good perimeter. But he's like, a, he doesn't get that many minutes. Like, you're not going to want to know right. that all the time. Yeah. You're a perimeter defender, but that's like. You you want guys like Beal and Book to be out there. But they're, <laughs> you guys, they're, you, you they're not working KD. as hard on defense. You want KD, who's probably doesn't even bend his knees sometimes on defense. He just <laughs> watches some guy. It's it's frustrating. It really is the Achilles heel. I like what you that point you made. It really is the Achilles heel of the team. Yeah, and they just um, keep on losing these, like you're saying. Like yeah. We talk about the losing streak. And and going back to Nurk, he really just is a liability. Uh, I've seen better play, honestly, out of Drew Eubanks, their backup center. Drew Eubanks, yeah. He's only averaging two less points than him. And I think he's shooting 67% from the field. He's he's played better minutes than Nurk on many occasions. And he can defend better. I mean, and he, he defends better. He was killing us in the in the yeah. court. In the, Excuse me. OKC game. He was. He's played better he's minutes. Him. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if you know. Maybe having the big three play together and the chemistry. I don't know if that'll 
make him more effective or efficient. But right now, he he does not look good. So yeah, based off that, looking at Da, Da is just in a really crappy team right now. Da is in a tough spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't you're think just, it's his fault. It's a it's a rebuilding team, and yeah, a lot of their guards are hurt. A lot of players are hurt. Scoot's so. hurt. Scoot's also not played good despite being hurt. Yeah. So the way I would describe Da is he's been playing well. It's just quiet because that team is a disaster. Like he's he cannot do. I cannot do what Wemby can. What Wemby's doing, he cannot be anything that he cannot be a leader for a team. He cannot be number one guy for a team, number one star. Yeah, he can't. Like he needs another. He needs a guy up top to help him out. He he needs to. He plays really well out of the pick and roll. Yeah, he needs a guy. He needs a guy to play pick and roll. He'll he averages twelve points right now. If he was able to have a guy that he could do the pick and roll with. Lights up. Yeah, I mean, because he can finish at the rim. He's got that nice little mid-range jump shot. So he, I agree. He needs someone to help him out. Yeah, that trade. All in all, I think that I think we could give it some time, but yeah, I think the Suns are losing this trade more than anybody else right now. Yeah, Portland did exactly what they planned to do. Like they got exactly what they wanted out of it, pretty much. Right. Like, they made a, they might have thought that DA was gonna be a little better, and they definitely thought that Scoot's gonna be better. Yeah, but like you know, you're not in a position where you need these guys to perform right now. So, right, it's whatever. Yeah, going into uh, the next kind of multi-team trade, let's look at the uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Blazers. That whole trade where Dame is now on the Bucks, Drew Holiday is on the Celtics, and we have Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams on the Blazers. Matt, let's start off with Drew Holiday on the Celtics. What do you think of him in Boston so far? It's been good. Uh, yeah, this Boston team is doing really good. Um, he did. He, you know, there was a lot of talks about that trade, saying Drew is the undervalued piece in this trade, and it's true. It's true. He, I think he he fits that role very well and in Boston. He's out there proving it. Yeah. Yep. So he just yep. replaced Marcus Smart and doing better than what Marcus Smart's role was. I like. Yeah, I like that point exactly. He's a he's an offensive guard, and he's a better shooter than Marcus Smart. Yep. Look at Marcus Smart; it's not doing that great right now in Memphis. He's not. No. He's so, shooting 29%, I think, right now. Marcus Smart is from the three. Yeah. Uh, so not efficient. But going back to Hall, I mean, Drew Holiday, though, yeah. Drew Holiday's, I feel like he's a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. Yeah, he's that's just, true. And he's just such a great player. I mean, defensive mentality. He's a great facilitator. He's a big He's a big guy. He can finish at the rim, you know. Um, and so he's just got that whole package. Uh, really great player. And I like I said, I think he really fits well in that Boston uh, offense be able to facilitate with all those great guys on the team yeah. um it's it's a perfect fit and it shows right now these guys are these guys are rolling the the celtics so yeah. we'll see if there's anyone out there that can really kind of slow them down um but yeah Drew, as far as yeah. keep going yeah sorry keep going no, i'm just gonna hop into yeah. rob williams oh yeah, yeah brogdon yeah brogdon and rob williams going to the uh the blazers um well, you know, obviously now we know that Rob Williams out is for, out for the season, getting yeah. another surgery on his right knee. That's um, tough. It, it was, really is it tough. Was his, I, I, I like it was Rob his Williams. second knee, right? I, I think it was the same knee. Yeah, second same surgery. Knee. Yeah, right knee. That's horrible. Second surgery. Uh, back-to-back. I Price think to be an athlete, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like Rob Williams, and I think he's a good player. So it it's tough to see this happen to him. Um, you, know who, you know who could use Rob Williams? 
on the side. <laughs> they, they can use anyone right now. They'll take they'll uh, take one of his good D's. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll <laughs> uh, take his left knee. We'll trade you his left knee for Nurkic. We'll take right his now. metal, his his you know bionic right knee now or whatever he's gonna get now <laughs> for his second surgery. I wonder, do you think he'll like? What do you think his rehab's gonna like? Like, do you think he'll be able to come back and? Um, I, don't know. I don't know, like the severity of the surgery. I don't the right think it's knee. gonna be great. Yeah, I feel like that's just really hard, Mister Physical Therapy Guy. Can you tell me? <laughs> uh, I I've done replaced knees. I'm not, you know, done. Actually, I guess I have probably helped with post op. But <laughs> well, I'm just trying to. I don't know. Two two surgeries on the same knee. I feel like that's just a lot of trauma to the knee. Yeah, um, and it's just not the same strength wise, mobility wise. It's really hard to come back from stuff like that. And one surgery, one major surgery is already enough. Having two on the same knee consecutive years, it's it's not looking good. Um, no. So yeah. well, that's tough. Prayers up to Rob Williams though. Like he's a he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Or player wise, I don't know him personally or anything like that, but great player. Um, and and Brogdon also on the Blazers. He's been a he's been a great role player, six man who slid into the. Uh, starting role when i think scoot went down um he unfortunately is now out for some time due to injury which we'll talk about in a second here with which is all injuries going on but brogdon has been a great yeah it's it's been crazy but brogdon's been a great role player uh, on any team he's gone to yeah he hasn't really he's been the same he's, he's gone. yeah he's, he's a great he's an effective he's team. an effective yeah great yeah. facilitator scorer role player um he, yeah he makes teams better I yeah think so. i think he does too but he's like you know so you know asking i could say you could say he's a veteran presence too veteran uh, presence i think he just former um, six man of the year right wasn't that him last year yeah, we talked he was, about that. He's, done yeah. Like, he's gotten twice hasn't he i think so i just think like every every time so you i think what people do they bring in brogdon and they like mm-hmm. have expectations in him that are really low. He just always outperforms those expectations. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like my Tyler Lock of the NBA. I feel like yeah, he's my Tyler like Lock of the NBA. I like that. The guy who they always say is super underrated. Yeah. Yeah. He's just being good, but yeah, he's gonna be continually called underrated. Right. He's still gonna be underrated. But we're gonna be sure we're gonna be shocked when he's doing good. So right. I think he's still got there. Yeah. He's, he makes any team he's on better. Uh, just him on the floor. So, yeah. one one last thing I want to say about the Blazers is a uh, shout out Kevin Calabro, their play by play announcer on Root Sports. Uh, bring the Sonics back. For, for those of you that don't know, Kevin Calabro was the play by play announcer for the Sonics when they were here. Now does it for the Blazers. Um, stuck stuck to the PMW. Thank God. Yeah. Whenever whenever you listen to him uh, do Root Sports for the Blazers, it it just brings back memories, and I I love that guy. So. Bring him, bring back the Sonics, bring back Calabro, uh, and then just finishing off that trade. Obviously, let's talk about Dame really quick on the Blazers. What do you got for Dame? He's doing good. I think uh, he's starting to get things, but he's he's getting things going now. Yeah, he's I like, think he's he's locked in. We all expected this. Yeah, we knew even, we knew it was coming. Even Giannis had a first frost start. Yep. I think Giannis came back and had like a fifty point game against the Pacers. They right. lost that game still. He had a fifty point game yep. against the Pacers. Yep. And, uh I, yeah, they're just they, ha, they. I think they're just gonna switch off on who's gonna have a good night, who's gonna have a great night. You know, right? I don't think it's like necessarily the same as these other places where it's like same people continually scoring thirty points together. I don't think it's gonna be that way. I think they're just gonna have games where Giannis is being insane. You just gotta keep him feeding the ball, and uh, I think Dame's gonna figure this out eventually. 
and uh, that's just part of being a team Dame, player. Dame will have nights where he's hot from three yeah. or from and, just uh, shooting in general, and Giannis will realize that, get the ball to him. Yeah. I feel like they complement each other well. They, they both know what the – like, Dame knows what he's there for. Yeah. Dame, Giannis is yeah, – Giannis, Giannis has is plenty of games. Yeah. Oh, just, you know. I'm going to quick, quick quote from uh, Chet, because this kind of applies to Giannis for the fact. Mm-hmm. Chet just had a quote the other day, actually. He's like, like I, I, why – take 35 shots just to get 32 points you know what I mean right. so he's kind of talking about just being efficient because why not he, be efficient he's getting yeah. some hit hit on of uh, why he's only or averaging like 12 something per game or whatever it's like 15 point game mm-hmm. whatever and uh, I think kind of goes with Giannis there's a lot in the last year last year especially and a couple years ago before they won the championship too like he had just taking so many shots where he wasn't being efficient at all. I'm like, right. if you're not being efficient, like he needs to learn to when he's not being efficient all of a sudden, get the ball away. And you, you're obviously you take wide open shots. That's like that's expected. You take good shots, but if you're just going in and you know you have a good defender against you and uh, you're just not getting them in, yeah, you have that extra support on the on the edge. And so you have other big guys there in in Milwaukee too. Brooke Lopez is good. Like he had both the Lopez brothers are there too, you know. So it's like, yeah, you got plenty of people. Another another uh, deep team looking to make a uh, come back to the playoffs or yeah. to the uh, to the finals. Uh, so it's, it'll be fun to watch. And and wrapping up kind of our off season move talk, let's just talk about <laughs> let's talk about another one here: uh, the Warriors and the Wizards. Obviously, the Wizards got Jordan Poole. The Warriors got Chris Paul. You talked a little bit about Chris Paul, uh, Matt. What are your thoughts on Jordan Poole in Washington so far? Jordan Poole, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna repeat myself. Yeah, Wizards uh, yeah. suck. Jordan Poole's something special. Looks horrible facial hair. Um, Did you see that video of him in the huddle? Yeah, <laughs> where he's like not paying attention and. I mean, and Is then he try, and then he tries to, yeah, and then he tries to look at the play at the end of the, like, you know, at the end of the huddle when everyone's going back. That really is like a kid move. He is a kid. That really is like, yeah. I never thought he was gonna be. I, I don't know if people thought this. I personally never thought he was gonna be like a leader for a team. Uh, he's not a leader for the Wizards whatsoever. I don't Kuz know. Like, is out there. Yeah. Kuz is still a kid in my opinion. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between saying like young versus like. Yeah, they just act like, like children. Kid. Right. Okay, see, so as a young team, none of those guys are like playing, like acting like children. I, I don't think so. I, might, I mean, I, I'm biased, obviously, but like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, they're all like being leaders out there as much as they can. They're playing professional basketball. They're trying to be professional. And yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what's, what's interesting about Poole is, you know, coming from the Warriors, you have so many great leaders i mean you know minus the whole Draymond yeah, thing he was the you youngest have... kid on that team right he was treated like a kid in that team in my opinion yeah it was like yeah, let let daddy let daddy do his shit you know let curry shoot let Draymond talk his talk right like clay be daddy's favorite friend you know yeah well it's only going to hurt him now even more because he doesn't have like a leader or like no, yeah, that no, he like, not a to leader. look up to no and he's not like the veteran either to look up to Corey kispert's 
not a leader. He's, I love him, but he's not a leader. No. no. Um, so, who else is on that team? I don't even know. <laughs> Gallery, Gallinari, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyus Jones. I only know these names because they were Jones. all traded there. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Gafford. Yeah, there's like they don't have. There's no leader on that no. team. It's kind of a joke. Yeah, uh, I I really have nothing to say about Poole. Uh, kind of all the same shit, a kid. Uh, and then Chris Paul, you kind of hit it on the head. Um, he's just become less efficient. The shots that we've seen Chris Paul be able to make over and over again are not going in. Um, I think he's really just there to try to be a floor general for that second unit. And at times he's done well with it. You know, I mean, the stats might not show it, but I think the main thing for him is just facilitating again those assists. Uh, getting the ball moving for that second unit. Um, any other thoughts on the Wizards uh, Warriors trade before we move on? No, it's, okay. uh, it's killing them. It's yeah. I'll uh, I'll talk about the Warriors when we get down to the Western Conference. Okay, I do have a little bit on them. Okay, I have no bit for the Wizards. I'm just gonna say ditto to Jason what he said last week. Yeah, said they're a weird team. Said they're a dumb team. Right. I still think they are. They're, they've done nothing special. Yeah. So well that that wraps up our uh, off season move rankings, uh, and now going into what we were talking about earlier, you know, not the off season move, but the early season move, and uh, obviously a big a big move we have to talk about is is the James Harden move to the Clippers. Matt, do you want to start us off, or do you want me to go with uh, talking about the Clippers and Harden? I'm just gonna say they uh, started Owen seven with James Harden. And uh, tonight, tonight they won their first game against the Rockets, who were actually two off hot start. They they, had, they've looked well. That's a hot team right now. Before yeah. tonight, they were six and zero, mm-hmm. and the Clippers are zero and seven. It just looks absolutely horrible. But I'm gonna start with that, so people who don't know about much, I'm not kept up with that. Yep. They lost. <laughs> they gave. They gave the Memphis Grizzlies their second win of the season. The Grizzlies were. One and seven, one and six, one and seven. Yeah, I think one and six or yeah, something like that. And then they gave their second. They gave their second win. And then on on top oh of that, another another bad loss is they lost to the Nets, and yep. the Nets didn't have Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons, and Cam Thomas got hurt during that game, and they still lost. They just suck. It's like I mean, come on, you cannot be losing to that team. Yeah. And it's, then did you did you see that Nuggets game they had? Yep, I watched that Nuggets towards game. the end of the game when they went small because Zubac had four fouls. <laughs> yeah, and so they decided for some reason to have Harden and Paul George take turns trying to guard <laughs> Nikola Jokic backing down the paint. I, in that situation, you got to keep Zubac in. It doesn't matter. You How have to the trust. How would you put James Harden yeah. inside any paint? Yeah, I mean that was an easy end one. Well, I mean what. What are you doing? You have to keep Zubac's got to stay in there. I know the man gained some weight, but like he's still not a big, <laughs> not that much. Yeah, you he's know, still he's like the laziest person down low. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was ridiculous. I don't know what the thought process was there. You have to trust Zubac that he won't foul, and if he fouls, then he fouls. I mean, you just there's nothing you can do. Against there's nothing Yokich. you can do. Yeah, you got to keep a tall guy in. You can't have there's Paul George and Harden. Yeah, at all. no. So uh, there's but, no answer for him in this league still. Yeah, but you know, as you were saying, they. We're 0-7 with him to start off the season. Some bad losses. Um, absolutely horrible. Yeah. One one stat that I saw, it was before tonight's game, uh, with the Clippers, the, their plus-minus with Hart on the floor was minus, minus 57. Yeah, minus 57. On the court. That's with horrible. him off the court, he, they were plus 18. 
you know what? I gotta give props to these Cubs players that come into these presses afterwards. And you're just like, yeah, just we're just trying to stick. We're process. just trying to we're just trying to you know figure it out. Yeah, we're just, just you know stick with the system. Like a lot of these guys have uh, some. Uh, what do you call it? You got it. You got it. What do you, what do you call it? Fuck, oh, we got this part out, but. <laughs> What was I even saying? Oh my god, it's lost my train of thought so bad. I was flowing so good, and now I just. You were talking about uh, the Clippers guys that come into the press conferences oh, yeah, and yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I, and then you can't. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. What? What's the word? They have the. Uh... These guys have the audacity, no. the strength, the courage, nope, the uh, nope, not, not a good word. Commitment. <laughs> um, the class, the no. What do you say? Like, oh, that person like known for that. You know what I mean? Oh, they're known. It's not worth for like that. They're, uh, they're well known. They're they're known to. No, to okay, yeah, okay. All right, let's rewind a little okay, bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these guys on the Clippers locker room are known to be some complainers sometimes. Uh, I'm, I'm more talking about, about Russ and Harden sometimes. They don't have. The last press conference, they can easily lose their cool pretty fast. Paul George is not as that bad. Kawhi doesn't. Kawhi is very, you know, stature man. Poor man gets paid. Um, but like, yeah, that was a little bit good for them for doing that. But yeah, they sucked. They got their first win tonight against a Rockets team that was hot. And uh, I don't know. I I think. Well, I think something that we have to look at here too is going back to Harden. This was clearly his best game uh, of the season for the Clippers. He had 20, what was it, 24, 9, and 7. Uh, seven assists was the most he's had this season. I think he's had one game with six and another game, one single game with five. Uh, James Harden cannot be coming into the Clippers team having that many assists. He needs to be the facilitator like I've been talking about. But another thing is he had 24 on 11 shots. So that was the efficiency that he needs to be doing on a nightly basis. Um, you know, I think if he can continue playing at that level of what he did tonight, they will look a lot better. Uh, in games before, I've seen him not doing uh, as much facilitating as before. He doesn't really use the pick and roll as much. He's still trying to size up and hit step back shots. So if he can stick to what he did tonight, um, you know, it'll be up from here. And does it relate to Russell Westbrook moving to the bench? What do you think, Matt? Well, yeah, because we just got news this morning about uh, how Russ came up to coach Ty Lue and pretty much asked to come off the bench because that's very selfless ball. Russ wants how can to you win. Not, how can you not love this guy, man? How can you uh, not honestly, love number zero? Yeah. Why not zero? Yeah. Like, that's oh. team first. That's team first mentality right there. Like, that shows you he, how yeah. much so he, he came cares. To, he came to coach it. and asked to be uh, taken off the bench. He wants to give that first line some chemistry. And he doesn't want to interrupt. Like, I think I can be a better, better for this team, come off the bench. They get their chemistry going. And I can be chemistry with the second guys. I can be chemistry on the court. That's Russ's motive right there. Yeah, he wants to win this game. He does not like, he can, that's his way of saying, I don't like being 0-7 with James Baharden being here. I don't like being, you know, not having to win the last seven games. And obviously it worked somehow. I didn't watch the game. We watched a little bit of the game, but uh, 
yeah, obviously it worked. So they got they uh, beat a very hot Rockets team. I'll talk about how I'm kind of shocked about them going in later to the uh, when we're looking at the standings. But uh, right, yeah, no, we'll see if this adjustment uh, was the reason for this tonight. We'll see if Harden can stay uh, efficient like he was tonight. I was impressed with his play tonight. So we'll see if he keeps it up. Track record so far has not been the case. Maybe the maybe the Russ move will, will be the the answer. Um, we'll definitely be kind of monitoring it and, and keeping everyone updated. Matt, any other things you have on the Clippers before no, we end the segment? I think they'll get the. I think they'll get their shit together. Um, Russ, Russ, I love Russ. He made the joke last week about, oh man, what if KD just joined the Clippers and he got a whole happy you little the, the whole reunion. It's just hard to imagine. It's just hard to go back and imagine. Russ, Harden, KD, Serge Ibaka, like, uh, what's his name? Such a fun team. Oh, yeah, it's a good team. Yeah, fuck Kendrick Perkins. Fuck but, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, I don't care for him. Uh, yeah, we're, get, we're publicly saying that right now. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care either. I hope he hears this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you hear this, Kendrick Perkins, you should not be on ESPN, my boy. I'm Come sorry. on our show. We'll just absolutely you, you can, grill yeah, the fuck yeah, out of you. you want. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be fun for him. This is official advice, Kendrick Perkins, if yeah. you're listening. And I you should you not be on ESPN. You're an absolute joke. But yeah, no. That's all we got for that trade. And uh, now we're going to move on to injuries. Matt, I don't necessarily like uh, talking about this topic. I just feel like it's been pretty prominent a month into the season. uh, And I just kind of want to get our thoughts on it. But I'll just kind of start things off. Um, the topic of injuries, you know, we talked about it in the Way last. We talked, yeah, we talked about it in the last episode. There, there was a lot. It seems like in the you know week or so span since then, there's been even more uh, severe injuries. I mean, I'm looking at this whole list I have right here. Um, just some some big time injuries. You know, we got Jamal Murray's going to miss some time with a hamstring. Uh, we were talking about Brogdon earlier being out, which is killing me in fantasy. So I had to bring it up. I'm fucking pissed. Uh, Guys like, you know, Hero, Scoot, Cam Thomas, Marcus Smart, all out with ankle injuries. Trey Murphy hasn't played yet still. Uh, CJ McCollum now has the collapse, collapsed lung. There's no timetable for his return. And uh, he dealt that same issue back in 21. Um, so just kind of interesting uh, interesting there. Ben Simmons is going to miss time with a hip injury. Uh, and, and these are just the also the long-term injuries. You know, there seems like there's guys who are missing day-to-day uh, time also with just more minor injuries. Um, you know, I, I don't really know, you know, what else, um, Matt, do you have anything, any comments? I just like, what do you, what do you make of all these injuries? Does it seem like they're becoming more frequent? Like over these past couple of years, is there some kind of pattern or is I this don't see any pattern? Another one thing that's interesting is we are getting a lot of these injuries at the beginning of this year is the fact that, you know, Adam Silver kind of made this rule on the load management, which we talked about in the last podcast. Right. It was kind of interesting thoughts, you know, we're, like, getting more people injured now. Obviously, Williams out for the year. Curry's out right now. Right, yep. For as well. Curry. Like, we got a lot of injured guards, especially, I feel like. A couple of big guys. Big guys are always going to get injured. They're just big guys. That's what yeah. happens with a big body. A lot of guards but, uh, with ankle injuries. A lot of ankle, ankle injuries sprains, out there. Grade twos, you know out multiple weeks 
could you make the argument that maybe this tournament is not healthy for the players? I know right now they're just playing the normal regular season games as part of the tournament, but like you know, they're playing more competitive in a way, you know, there is an incentive now to yeah. win specific games out of the year. Exactly. Um, and, and for, you know, for some teams, it's more important than others, uh, to get those wins. Um, but at the end of the day, exactly. At the end of the day, it's all about money. And so every team's kind of, you know, going out there, especially the vets who want to get it for the young guys, you know, they're going to, they're going to try, you know, their best to be able to do that. So I can see, you know, maybe on a night to night basis on a, you know, a Tuesday or a Friday night right now, these guys might be giving it a little bit more than what they would on a regular night. And sometimes that can lead to injury. You know, you're going a little bit too fast, freak accident kind of thing. So I, it's a good point. It's a good thing to bring up. Um, do you see, you know, how do you think this is going to affect teams like later in the season? Um, Oh, no. Obviously, you know this this uh, idea we brought up about the end season tournament. It'll be done by Dece- you know end of December, so the rest of the season it won't be kind of a, a point. Um, but do honestly, you, think uh, you a know, lot of the people now are still just focused on playing and playoffs. Right. I mean, especially yeah, the play yeah playing is huge now. Even the Grizzlies are still focused ahead of that. I mean, yep. even the you know Kings they're focused towards that. A lot of these teams focus towards it. They want to make the playoffs. The play-in is a whole new way to do it. Yep. It's a lot easier making the playoffs than ever before. So I still think there's a lot of those teams out there. Like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe after their first in-season tournament win, they're like, yeah, we had a crappy game. We're just not going to compete hard in the next two, two or three, you know? And uh, it's just tough. It's tough. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to, I guess, we'll have to monitor these injuries. And, you know, I think as long as people don't, get re-injured I think that's when uh, players tend to start to miss more extended time is when they re-aggravate specific injuries looking at Bradley Beal for example you know he had the low back pain or the back pain in the the preseason missed that time in the the start of the season and now he's played a couple games and you know must have re-aggravated or something happened and now so now he's missing extended time three more weeks Um, but then it all comes back to that new load management policy and how you know, we'll see if the NBA will actually do it or how they're going to regulate it, but we'll have to be sending out fines for, you know, whatever it may be for load management. Um, but enough enough on injuries. Let's go look at uh, the, the standings, Matt. Let's go look at the Eastern Conference first. Uh, what teams stand out to you right now in the East so far right. a month in? Well, I'm going to choose – we're going to choose two teams that – Two good teams that you're like surprised of. Okay. Two bad teams you're surprised about. Yep. The two good teams that I'm surprised about, yet not kind of surprised about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose the Pacers. Yep. I'm just going to go the five and six right now. The Pacers and the Magic. Magic are actually shocking right now. They're seven of five right now, only half game behind the Pacers, and uh, I think they got a nice squad over there. They're kind of they're kind of they, they have good. A, they have a good good young core over there. Talk about Jalen Suggs yeah. doing. Be defensive out there's the Steelers game, and they're they're led by you know Wagner and Paulo, Paulo Bunkero, yeah, um, Bunkero, yeah both, both, good, yeah, both good leaders, and then they have a deep backcourt, a lot yeah. of a lot of good guards on that team. Um, yeah, they're a big, good, shocker, you know. Right? Wendell Carter's been hurt, but he's he's good when he plays. Uh, so they yeah they have been impressive. That's that's the team that I also had was the Magic. Um, 
you know, obviously Apollo supporter, you know, Seattle yeah. guy. So I like Apollo. Yeah. Um, I, exciting stuff, you know. I, I didn't like, I'll be honest, I did not like Apollo just because of the fact that Salty got drafted above Chet. But it all works out because Chet went to a great team. Anyways, so. I, I think you're happy that it happened that way. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I also had the Pacers too. Pacers? Yeah, you, you want to talk a little bit about the Pacers? Tyrese, Tyrese. Okay, yeah, we're in the Eastern Conference. Let's get a, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yep, do the yep. Tyrese, Tyrese. Yep. Tyrese out in the East is the headliner for the day. So when we mean Tyrese out in the East, we got Tyrese Halliburton out of Indiana, and the Pacers are just killing it. Tyrese Halliburton is absolutely killing it with this team. He's scoring points. He's he's assisting. He's running the floor. Just a huge floor general. He's like yeah. getting everybody like involved. And Miles yep. Turner out there doing good. Andrew yep. Nemhart doing good. Big time, um, man. Just a great, great floor general. Who's and efficient. No turnovers. Not not really many turnovers. Who am I thinking of? Starts with M. Benedict Matherin. Benedict Matherin's yeah. good. Yeah. Like, there was good young Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald is their oldest player on that team. Yeah. Crazy. Coming off the bench. Yeah. They have some, they have some good pieces good on that team. team. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like I said, they... Um, They've had some good wins. They had a huge win against the Bucks yeah. last week. Right. Where Giannis scored fifty-one points, and they still and they still them. and they still not, yeah not killed them. They won the game. Um, yeah, so there's my two good shockers, two bad shockers. Any? Uh, give me your two bad shockers first. Uh, you know, looking at these teams, I, I don't know. Like, I I still looking at talent wise, uh, the Raptors still kind of shock me. Um, Especially with how well Scotty Barnes has been playing. I know Siakam's been a little bit quiet, uh, but I feel like that front court is pretty good with Scotty Barnes, Siakam, Poetel. It seems like Dennis Schroeder's been playing, you know, good minutes for him. Uh, the guy who I'm kind of waiting to step up a little bit, but he's also been uh, dealing with a little bit of a foot injury, is Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting a little bit of a jump for him this year with Van Vliet being gone. Uh, I also have bigger expectations for OG Ananobi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yes. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. Same. No. I, I. I. expect the same thing for OG. Um, so yeah, I. I'm a little bit surprised by the start. Um, obviously, you know, it's it's early, so we'll see if these guys can step it up. Um, but it just seems like they're kind of inconsistent right now. Uh, that's one of my teams, Matt. What is one of your teams? Uh, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with the Bulls first. Um, Zach Levine's really good. Demar Derozan's still really good. There's actually news that they're might um, they're opening training these two now. Yeah, it I'm sounds sure like they're shopping that. them. Yeah. So it looks like they're shopping them. Zach Levine's still really good. I like Colby White out there. Yep. They're some good teams. Um, yeah, they're just not doing good. Nothing's clicking. Zach Levine can't do it all by himself. Um, other than that, like I really don't know why they're doing bad. I don't have a good. You know, obviously I want to see Billy Donovan succeed, but he's not doing good right now. But that kind of shocked me. They're just they're four and nine. Obviously, plenty of season left. They can easily come back from that. I mean, you have the key who had like a horrible like over four start, right? Like one for six to start the year or whatever. And now they're they're on a seven game win streak. Well, not one for six. I guess they started they started one for four. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I the Bulls. The Bulls, I think, for a couple of seasons now have, have been kind of in this 10 to 12 range uh, most of the season and get their way in through the play-in. Um, 
so I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm surprised, but kind of going what you were off what you were saying, I, I don't know why they're in the, this position yeah, I guess with the roster they have. I didn't expect them to be a top four or five seed at all. No, but, but I expect I, them to be better than what they're doing. Yeah, I, I could, you know, they should be at least top nine uh, in their 12th. With the roster they have, you I mean, you have Zach Levine and DeMar yeah. DeRozan. And then you have Nikola Vucevic, who is a beast down low. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess you look at it. Yeah, they are literally only two wins out behind that, two games. So, Oh, right. Yeah. Being that level. So I guess, yeah. So it's not it's not that bad. I mean, yeah, obviously this is, you know, small sample size right now, being a, being a month in, 12 yeah. games in. And then Denny, my other team that's a big shocker for me has been the Detroit Pistons, just for the fact. They also have a really, really young core. They have Kate Cunningham, who's been really good. He's been like one of the most efficient shooters as well as the scoring his score yield. And uh, Asher Thompson is like leading all rookies in rebounds right now, which is kind of crazy. And he's like, what, 6'6? Six, six? We'll we'll six, six. Yeah, we'll we're going to be talking about the more of that in a minute. Yep. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, Jalen Duran's been good. He's been hurt for a little bit, but I mean, he's had a great, great start this season. Uh, and they're still waiting for Bogdanovich to come back. He's True. he's a great role player, but I mean, I would agree with you. At least from the stats that I've been seeing, I thought that they had more wins than two, especially with the way Kate's been playing. Um, and even other role players, you know, like Alec Burks can be a scorer for him. Um, so they have, I mean, they have a solid team, young core that's still building chemistry and, and learning. Uh, so we'll see. Looks like they're, oh my goodness, they're on a 10-game uh, losing streak. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Um, but going back to the Tyrese segment, let's go talk about uh, the other Tyrese for a little for a second. Uh, Mr. Tyrese Maxey, initial thoughts, Matt? I mean, you know, Harden's gone, Maxey's been taken over, and uh, he is... He's killing it. He's been amazing. He's been an all-star. He's killing it. I'm like, yeah. I expected him to be good, but not this good. Yeah. He, he dropped, said, what was it? He dropped 51 night? He dropped 51. Yeah. He's doing it. I mean, he's with JoJo. Uh, he had some sort of quote kind of talking about Harden leaving. He said he was ready. Yeah. Or something like that. He was like, he was ready to take the number one spot. He was already practicing. He's been, he's been working. I mean, he's been, you know, Max has been like one of those guys yeah. I feel like that's been in the gym 24-7. He's been working his ass off. He has. Uh, he's, he's a humble good. guy. He knows what he needs to do. And, I mean, it shows. He's it's a good Bucks team out there. He he has uh, developed a really strong one-on-one game. Um, his size-up ability, his ability to blow by his defender, um, adding that with already his facilitating. He's, him and, like you said, him and him and Embiid are it's a scary duo. Yeah. And they're and they're nine and they're nine and three right now. They're yeah, right behind the Celtics. Ahead of the Bucks. They're second in the East right now. So yeah, second in the East, Celtics are first. The the, the Tyrese are, boys over in the East are, are both playing really Tyrese well right in now. The East. Tyrese so in the East. For those who don't know, the Tyrese are Tyrese Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey. And they're just killing it. They're young boys. They're on their teams. They're just out here. So we're definitely gonna have some updates with uh, yeah. for Tyrese in the East. Uh, but that that will wrap up the East. Let's go over to the West. Best in the West. Best Danny, in the West. Give it to me. Two best shockers that we got. Uh, you know, I one of I, them cannot be the Suns. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm already depressed enough about them right now. <laughs> uh, um, 
I brought this team up last uh, last episode, but I mean they're still up there, and it's impressive. Is the Mavs? They're nine and three. Um, Luca has been amazing. I think he's averaging like thirty eight and eight. Kyrie has been doing his thing recently. He kind of had a slow start in the last pod we talked about. He was batting a little bit injury, but seems like he's gone into a groove the past about five or six games uh, and they have a good core of role players right now tim hardaway jr we mentioned it earlier he's third and uh, made threes in the season he's averaging 19 they have guys who you know can kind of turn it on on a you know nightly basis it kind of will rotate between you know grant williams uh guys like Derek lively you know even josh green or like a Derek jones jr um so they've been impressive uh We'll, we'll see if this keeps up, but when you have Luca putting up numbers like that, Kyrie kind of you know backing up the ship, it's it's a, a good squad. Um, Matt, what is one team for you? Um, I'm gonna go with the T Wolves. Yep, Ant's that's my that's my Ant's second that's my second team. So good, man. He's he's a superstar right now. He's playing at a superstar Ant's level. Killing it. Yeah, Cash not like what he used to be, but he doesn't need to be. I don't like Rudy. Yeah. You know, they have some good role players. Uh, Nas Reed yeah. has been playing good minutes from off the bench. Um, you know, Mike Conley always plays well for him, I feel like, at the bench. Jaden McDaniels, uh, even though we just talked about him, I, I, I'm kind of mad at him, right? He's a Seattle boy, but... We're all mad at him. He, come on, don't be doing that to our boy Clay now. Come on now. Clay first. Uh, Clay versus everyone. Yeah. CV. Yeah, exactly. CV. But, yeah, they're, they're all playing good minutes, uh, and they've had some really impressive wins. They've now beat the Warriors twice. They beat the Celtics, and they, I think they beat the Nuggets pretty bad. So they've had some pretty impressive wins. Um, and I think in that first Warriors game, that was when uh, Ant went nuts in the like fourth, last like two minutes of the game. I think it went in OT, and he even went even more nuts. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's playing at a superstar level right now. Um, both those teams I'm, I'm impressed by. Uh, Matt, any teams that you're looking at that you're just not – not impressed by right now or just shocked by or uh grizzly suck but um or actually sorry can we, let's let's go back to the rockets first because i know yeah you go I the want, rockets i know you and i want to talk about the rockets yeah what do you what do you got about the rockets um dylan brooks like the most punchable face in the nba but then Very. so they had a game um last week which is rockets versus lakers and it's a, it was a big hyped up game just because uh, Dylan Brooks is talking all this crap, just chirping, chirping, chirping against LeBron. Yep. Everybody calling Dylan Brooks out after last year with Memphis, and everyone was like, "Oh, this guy just a bum." Blah blah blah. Man, they showed up. They not only they destroyed the Lakers last week, so that was a part of a start that got into a very hot six and zero run the last two weeks, and then they just lost tonight to the Clippers, yep. who broke their heart and curse. So they yep. had that turnaround. Yep. Yeah, they have, I, a good, they have a good young core. I, uh, I count these guys out in the beginning of the season in our first in our in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. In our first episode. I rate these guys low. I yeah, like, but they're I, they're proving me wrong. You know, who, a guy who I don't think is being talked about enough, who's been playing really well, is Alperin Sengun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he, he he puts up triple double numbers, um, and he's he's a he was really good last year. He's improved even more this year. Now you have a facilitator like. Uh, Fred Van Vliet coming in Jalen Green I think is still trying to work things out but he's playing well um, Jabari Smith has been kind of up and down but he's still another good player and I hate to say it but Dylan Brooks has been consistent from three I think he's top five right now in three point percentage yeah he's doing great um, so he's I mean he's been playing well for him so they it, they've been playing well um, 
we'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, Ahmed Thompson's been out for about a week and a half, I believe, with an ankle injury. Um, not sure what his timetable is to come back, but we'll see what he can do when he comes when he comes back. He uh, he wasn't having the greatest start, a little bit of a slow start, but we'll see if he picks it up. His brother, on the other hand, has been playing nuts, but we're about to talk about him a little bit more in a minute. Um, so, Matt, going going back to any teams that you've been shocked about or any team you want to talk about who's not doing so hot right now? Uh, I'll just talk about it briefly. The Grizzlies, they kind of suck. Yeah. Ass. I thought they were going to be fine without Jaw. No, they're not good without Jaw. Jaw come back. They'll be fine. Yeah, they should um, pick it up. When, they should pick it up when Jaw gets back. Yeah, I'm just not going to go into too much depth with them. They're they're not looking good, but they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, we were kind of talking about the Clippers and their James Harden curse. Yep. They're four and seven right now. You know, dropping those seven losses with right six of those losses, I guess, with Harden. And uh, um, ranch about the Warriors. Oh yeah. So weird thing about the Warriors. So they only have they have four players now that have all scored over twenty points. Curry, obviously, but now he's out. We have Sarek scored over twenty points one game. There's him. There's this weird guy. I can't even pronounce his name. He scored over 20 points the other game. Like Pazmemski Chem- or, or some something yeah. like that. That guy got some weird hair, weird looking hair. <laughs> he scored over 20 points for them. And then last night, Kuminga scored over 20 points for them. Well, you know who's not on those lists? Draymond Green. Obviously, because he's too busy getting suspended and being injured. Yep. Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. He's coming back from one of he's, the worst injuries of his life. Yeah. Which he's had a little bit, Clay's had a little bit of a slow start. I hope it's just a slow start. I hope I, ho- I hope it is too. No, I hope it's you know. Go Clay, go Cougs. Yes, sir. Um, go Clay, go Cougs, as always. I think he'll figure it out. I think he'll figure it out too. Um Yeah, that team that team will be alright. Yeah, I think he'll be fine, but Andrew Wiggins looking so bad. He was a very key piece of their their last championship. Run. It's yeah, it's like what I was talking to you about earlier. Uh, Wiggins has the tools, has the skills. We've seen what he can do, especially in you know big moments like in the finals. Um, I, I don't know if it's like a system thing now or if it's like a mental thing. Uh, it's definitely you know not the skills and you know and all that. He's got the skills, he's got the talent, he's been there. Um, so I'm not really sure what's going on. We'll see if he can pick it up. If he can pick it up and Curry comes back, you know, he's another vital piece of that team. Um, Clay becomes consistent. Yeah. That's when the Warriors start becoming a little bit scary. They start picking things up. Uh, and Draymond just continues to get ejections and get uh, higher chances of getting suspended for a game in the playoffs because yep. of all of his ejections. So wouldn't be surprised if that happens. No. Um, well, that, that kind of wraps up the West. You got any other comments about the Western Conference, Matt? Um, no, Los Angeles, both of them. Um, no, Kings. Kings are kind of doing what I expect them to be. Kings are doing their thing. They're doing good, yeah. Fun facts. The bonus is now 8-0 against AD all time. Love Just that. Love that. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, uh, De'Aaron had 43 tonight. First game back from it. his injury. So, you know, when him and Sab- I think Sabonis had 27. Eight and seven. Yeah. So I mean, when they're on the floor together, they're one of the best duos in the league. But yeah. Malik Monk, Barnes, very Keegan Murray, very competitive West out here. That's yeah, the West is always great. It's always exciting. Um, let's go talk about the in-season tournament really quickly. Let's just check in, and then we're gonna go into the rookie roundup. Uh, so right now we're halfway through pool play. Last games are gonna be on the 28th this month. 
with the quarterfinals starting the following Monday. Uh, the top six teams right now from each group are the Pacers. Uh, the Bucks and the Heat are both tied for first in theirs. The Celtics, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Kings and the Warriors are also tied um, in their group. Matt, if the knockout round were to start today, which of these eight teams, like what what team out of these eight do you think would win it? Um, I'm gonna go one. I'll, I'll take I'll take one from East Conference. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. take the Pacers from Eastern Conference. Okay, looking absolute dicey. Don't trip up with anybody. They're young. They're killing it. And then for the Western, I'm gonna take the Kings. Um, looking good. They look good in all their tournament playing games so far. We've only done two, but one against one of us. One of them is against the Thunder, and Thunder just shit the bed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the Kings are looking good. I like the Kings here. I, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna put my money on either one of those two teams. I don't know yeah. if they would play in a, in a championship. I'm not sure who would win that matchup. I'd probably right. give the edge slides to the Pacers right now, but right. Yeah. You know, I I would want to pick. I want to be a bias and pick the Suns. Uh, but I don't even think they have a chance, probably with how good their group is and the fact they only have, like, what, two more games left or whatever. I don't think they're going to be top of their bracket or probably good enough to get in the wild card because I don't even feel confident they're going to win. Um, I agree with you. I think the Pacers, they're a young team. They're kind of hot right now. Halliburton's playing at an all-star level. I could see them making a, a push. Uh, and I kind of like the Kings as well. The Kings are another young team who you know can do the same thing it's yeah it's still the start of the season right and so these younger teams are pretty fresh you know teams like the lakers or bucks he will probably all slow down or back off at some point but the pacers and the kings are still young warriors will back off or probably won't be able to keep that same rate depending on draymond and um curry's absences yeah so i like both those teams i like pacers and kings young guns earlier in the season energy Yep. Ready to go. These are perfect for them. Yeah. Um, so on the next they, pod. They're used to tournament ball. Yeah, exactly. So I think on the next pod, you know, it'll be the uh, knockout round. So we'll be able to check back in there. Yeah. Let's gonna We're going to finish off today with our rookie roundup. Matt and I will talk about our uh, projected rookies of the year. For those that don't know, I am uh, projecting that Victor Romanyama is going to be rookie of the year. And Matt is projecting that Chet Holmgren will be rookie of the year. Uh, we've had debates about this. We've given our sides. Now we're just kind of giving, you know, um, just a little bit of a, of a review of them so far in the season. Uh, Wemby, you know, he's he's been he's been playing well. He's got he's averaging nineteen and nine with two blocks. I will say he's a little bit efficient right now, but I would hope it's you know he's still getting used to the NBA game uh, from being overseas. Yeah, Spurs are three and nine right now on a seven game losing streak. Uh, <laughs> but of course one of their wins was against the Suns. So one of their losses was against the Thunder. One of their losses was against the Thunder. So of course that's how it go it goes. Um I don't really got too much to say right now. You know, it's gonna be obviously a long season for him and the Spurs. He's with a good young core right now, and I feel like he's in a good system to just continue to grow, especially under pop. You know, that'll really help with the IQ and just everything. Um so yeah that's kind of all I really got you know he's kind of doing his thing right now um his team is just not you know not winning but they've had injuries you know with Keldon Johnson and um 
Devin Vassell. So we'll see if that helps him pick it back up. But, you yeah. know, like what we talked about in our first pod, part of, I think, a factor that goes into Rookie of the Year is your team's success. So we'll have to monitor this, you know, as the season goes on. Maybe Wemby will put up even crazier numbers, but he's being a little bit efficient right now. So we'll have to see. That's all I got on Wemby. Any, anything you got to add or you want to go straight to chat? Well, it's kind of crazy that a 6'6 guard is out-rebounding him right now. Uh, name of Sher Thompson. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about him, too. Yep. Um, I'll, be, I'll talk about him before we talk about Jay. Sher Thompson's killing it. Nobody expected him to do this. Just a reminder, he was the second brother taken of the Thompson twins. Not the first. First one was Amon and uh, Amon, where he's out right now injured for the Rockets. Yep. Yep. He's not doing bad, but he's not doing nearly as good as his brother. I'm sure he's doing really good. We're out there. and uh, But you'd think a 6'6 man out-rebounding a 7'4 man. But obviously, it's not directly, but still, it's kind of insane. And so, but the biggest matchup of this week in my opinion, I was I overhyped it. I told everybody we had uh, Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembanyama on primetime on TNT this last Tuesday, and it disappointed. It was disappointing. Um, Chet won the matchup. I'm going to say this: Chet won that matchup. Not only did he win the game, but he just won the matchup. Versus, I mean, he got a he got a block off Wemby and stuff like that. So he hit three blocks that game, and um, he just did so good. Wemby just took so many shots, looked like absolute shit, and I'm still confident my my results with Chet, and Chet was just like saying, like, I was we, talking about that quote earlier. Do we know if there's a rematch? Do they get another shot um, this, this season? Could be an in-season tournament. I look. doubt it. But uh, Go back to that quote, though. Um, basically, with like, you know, because they were asking him, like, oh, man, you don't, you're only averaging blah, blah, blah points per game, and you're not shooting it that much. He's like, why shoot 35? Why make, why shoot 35 shots just to make, just to have 34 points? Yeah. Like, I'm rising back to back when like James Harden led the league in three points made, but he also led the, the league in three points missed. Like, right. like being efficient matters. Like, time, like shots not made where you don't get an offensive rebound in those. Yep, exactly. It's a possession exactly. lost. It's yeah. and you can just assume for the safe side that it's points on the other on the side of the scoreboard. Right. So he's been he's been a really efficient shooter, not only just from the paint, he's been really efficient outside in the arc. And he's like he's really a good three point shooter. Really a good three point shooter. Better than Wemby. And uh yeah, I think it's just sucks for Wemby. He's just in a position where he has to be a leader right away. Right. And so, I yeah, think it's, that's it's a different position why. to be in. Right. Everybody knew he had a skill. It's just like, oh my god. Victor Wembanyama. You know? Let's, like, let's go look at their three-point comparisons right now. What's Chet's three-point percentage right now? Three-point percentage. Chet Holmgren is at 44. 44%. And Wemby's at... Leading all rookies. And Wemby's at uh, 27.9, yeah. About 28%. (laughs) You know, like I said, he averages averages more three point uh, attempts. (laughs) He averages almost two more attempts than Chet. And he's like shooting 30%. Like he's shooting like over 15% less than Chet. He's just not doing it. He's just taking these shots he doesn't need. You know, he's still learning. 
and he's, he's still learning he's not what i noticed is that he's not posting up at all man i, mean, I think he's partially on his teammates like what's cool is that what's also nice is that he doesn't need to necessarily post up because zach collins has been doing really good right for them he just had 20 points at, in the first half this uh today i'm not sure what he ended up with yep but like he's seven foot four just toss it up really high like no one else is gonna fucking catch it and it's uh, so easy for him to post up man he turns God, around no one no one can block him and like his arms are so long he turns around shit <laughs> homegrown block him he did did he he did <laughs> he did he did <laughs> if you know you know if you know you know <laughs> Uh, um, also, um, Victor's good, but he just has a lot of growing. That's yeah. what I'm going to say with that. Shit, I'm really happy with. They play the Thunder again at home uh, Wednesday, January 24th. Oh, so we got some time. So we got some time. We will. I was not able to watch the Tuesday game uh, for all the listeners out there, but Matt, if we can, we should watch that game. Yeah, we'll watch that game. Yeah, this first matchup was disappointing. Even they were saying it. Even the announcers are saying it during on TV. Oh, I uh, bet. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's probably it's, one of the most hyped up things for yeah. good reason. Um, but Chet's being super efficient. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, him and Wemby are averaging the same amount of blocks. Um, Chet's just being a really efficient shooter. And he's, Jet, or I really like Chet, actually. He's been really efficient on the passing game, too. He's he's looking for his teammates, man. Like, everybody on that third team is really rolling, throwing, tossing around the ball. Like they were just absolutely lights out. Anybody we can trust anybody from the arc over there. It's a good team. It's a strong team right now. It's, so I, uh, I think Chet. Yeah. I honestly just think Chet gets a benefit of doubt of just having a good team around him to help him out. Right. And Victor doesn't have that. So right. Yeah. Well, that that wraps up kind of the Wemby and Chet. But going back to talking about Asar, what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, right now he's ninth overall in boards. Yeah, and he's, he's number one among he's, rookies. He's six six. He's ninth overall on boards. Uh, as of this morning, I'm still I'm assuming that it's probably still the same thing. He yeah has the most boards out of any rookie, and it was like as of this morning it was 20 more than Wemby. Yep. This guy he is averages a, a rebound yeah. more than Wemby. This guy is six six and he's averaging 12 and 10 right now. He's literally almost a whole bit shorter yeah. than fucking Wemby. Yeah. You know. Oh man. And I, I mentioned it I think in the first pod when we talked about the Twins, uh, but he was the MVP of the uh, overtime elite league that they played in. Um, I don't know yeah. why I always bring that up, but I just, it kind of, I don't know. It kind of got me just, it kind of got my attention when I saw that. Um, yeah. But obviously right now he's the better brother. I know the Pistons right now are two and 10, but they have such a strong core. I, I think this team's going to be a fun team to watch for years to come. Mm-hmm. But Star Thompson is, is uh, making a name for himself right now. He's also a uh, fantasy pickup. He was a fantasy steal for anyone that got him. Um, I would try to get him on one of my teams if if I can. If you, for all you fantasy guys out there, you want guys who can fill the statue. Okay. Star Thompson he can fill the statue. He gets on base. He gets on um, base. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anything um, else you want to say about the star? No, he's killing it. Uh, I kind of read. I kind of already highlighted him a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys that are really... Jordan yeah, Hawkins. Let's talk about a couple other guys. Jordan yeah. Hawkins is really surprising. He's doing really good. So that was that was the guy who I said my underdog in the last pod. Yeah. He was Jordan Hawkins. He yeah. was... Kill, uh, a couple weeks ago, he killed it against OKC. He was doing really good defensively. He's a good three-point shooter. Yeah. Really good three-point shooter. Yeah. 
yeah, this is a good team with the Pelicans team that's actually looking pretty nice right now. And he's been playing minutes with uh, when Herb Jones was out, and then now yeah. CJ's been out, so he's getting a lot of good minutes right now. Jaime Jaquez is. Uh, gotten a lot more minutes lately he's got five games in a row with uh five. 30 plus i think yeah so he's really and he's been playing well there. too i think he's had a couple 20 point games yeah um i'm not i'm not a big hawkeyes fan not re- i'm not necessarily a hawkeyes fan either i just but uh he's been playing well of course that's all biased for me um yeah uh another rookie on here who i like is uh marcus sasser yeah pistons out of houston uh, that's what I'm saying. Like these, this. he was really good at Houston, and that's another good guard. That's another good guard for this Pistons team. This Pistons team has yeah, dudes. They're just team. not doing good. Right yeah, now. no. Marcus Sasser, he's played well for him because uh, Jay Nivey's been out. You know, McDonough's just been out, so he's been a guard for him. And he's played well uh, with the time he's been given. So I, I think that's another guy to watch out for this season. Um, Last rookie I want to highlight before we wrap up everything yep. is Derek Lively, the second. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. He, I, I, I even mentioned this in a, early in the first pod. I wanted him over Casey Wallace. I think he was going to be amazing. He's this tall dude. He's averaging and, nine and seven right now. It's actually That's really yeah. good. Yeah. With a block. Yeah. He's been playing well. He's playing so good. He's averaging 1.1 blocks per game. You know, he's, he's getting only he's getting 24 minutes a game right now. And uh, they don't have a lot of big dudes in, in down in Dallas. Nope. No, they got you know. It's kind of I think it's him and Kleba. Yeah, Max Kleba. Yeah. yeah, but Kleba like spaces the floor and is more of a shooter. So lively, I feel like is that guy down low. Oh, and then they have uh, Dwight Powell. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. probably you know Powell and and lively stay down low. Kleba likes to space the floor because he can knock down threes. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, you see the 1.1 blocks. Like, he's being a good defense presence for the Mavericks out there. And I think he is a, I wouldn't say the sole reason they're doing good, but he plays a good part. He plays a good part. Yeah. So, no, he's really been... excited to see him out there. Yeah, I'd like to watch him this year. Like, yeah, he's a, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. no. Yeah, he's at a plus 62 plus minus right now. That's fire. They also have Markeith Morris. That's funny. How old is this guy? He's 34. <laughs> Markeith. He's got, they got Keith, man. Not Marcus. Not Marcus. Markeith. Markeith was on the Thunder. Markeith was on the Thunder for a short time, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Well, any, yeah. Any other rookies that you want to highlight? Um, not really. One. Shout out, shout out Casey Wallace for leading the league in three point percentage. Shout out Julian Strother. He had a major game for the Nuggets the other night. Yep. He had a 20-plus point game. Yep. I'm finally glad to see him going to do good. Um, shout out to my Zags. One player that... Uh, oh, some fun news, actually. I didn't mention this earlier in the pod. Um, so we had, I see Brandon Miller up here kind of just doing average for what we thought he was going to do. Um, but huge news is... Uh, Miles Bridges is coming back. That's right. To the Hornets. Yep. Only a 10 game suspension, which is, could be a little loose. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep on political we'll, stuff. We'll, but, uh, uh, we'll skip the, politi- the politics today. Yeah. We're not, we're just, not, we won't get into that today. So not only, <laughs> not only is he just got 10 game suspension, and the Hornets coach said, we're excited to have him back. And he's going to play a key role in their offense. 
So that's going to be big. Um, Brandon Miller is going to lose some time there. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I think that's it, though. That's all I got. I still like Keontae George. Keontae George is cool. We'll see if he picks you know, things up. Grady Dick a little bit disappointing. Grady Dick's a little disappointing. I like Anthony Black. You know, there's just a lot of guards in that Magic backcourt. Yeah. Trace Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis is like whatever, I guess. Yeah. I'm surprised he's, he's even on this list. I guess they have to include probably all rookies. So, yeah, well, that's that's all I got for, for rookies. Um, this has been a great pod, man. This has been a lot of uh, NBA talk tonight. Yeah. It's been jam-packed. Yeah, so this is one month in. Um, we're coming back around the time we're coming for the wild card. Yeah, maybe we come back after Thanksgiving. Yeah, after Thanksgiving we're going to come back. Yeah. Give a little bit of time, have some Thanksgiving ball. It'll some be season tournament play. Yeah, by, by the time we get when we come back, it'll be the end of the in season tournament or uh, the pool play, and then we'll know what the knockout round will look like. So we'll know the six teams that made it, the top seeds, and then we'll know the two wild cards that made it from each conference. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Exciting stuff. Uh, we will probably have our friend Silu come on soon. Love you, Silu. Yes, sir. Special He's shout out to the goat. He's, he knows his basketball very, very well. He's a blogger out there in LA. And uh, and if any fans out there, you know, if you guys have any suggestions, uh, topics, or anything you want us to talk about, just please send them in to either me and Matt. Uh, we're more than happy to throw them onto our agenda and and talk about them for you guys. Yeah, all all constructive criticism. We'll, we're open. To yeah, anything. any feedback too. Yes, any feedback. We're trying. We're trying to make this for you guys. Yes, you sir. guys are listening. Um, so we really appreciate that. We also you can you can do it in the QA if you want here on this episode or you can go look at us at the bank shot dj's podcast as well we're up on there on instagram um probably come to twitter x pretty soon here as well um we did we did do a small little live the other day um with uh, the during the thunder suns game but uh we'll see if that happens anytime soon we'll do some fun things but yeah yeah denny was a little dysfunctional on that uh <laughs> that live he didn't really know what was going Denny's on Denny's always dysfunctional bro. he is a little dysfunctional but so. yeah uh yeah go check us out on social media i'm gonna try to post some more clips there and uh yeah please like share our video or excuse me our podcast so let's go this real quick thank you for t- thank you for tuning in happy thanksgiving everyone peace peace